Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today will be part four of our discussion of the speed of masonry when things go too slow. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our usual cast of characters here, uh, Worship Brothers Stephen Chung and Jared Dunham from the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon, and very worshipful brother David Colbeth and myself from Matthew Apple from the uh, Grand Lodge of Washington. And we're going to be continuing our little series of discussions on the speed of masonry. We talked in the past couple episodes about things going, what we felt <laughs> was too fast uh, with the speed of initiating people and getting them through the degrees and the speed of people going through the, the officer line. And so we sort of wanted to discuss briefly the, the when masonry moves too slowly, uh, which certainly happens a fair amount of time. Uh, I know specifically, for instance, in my lodge a few years ago when I was master, we talked about buying a building and we, there was a church on, that was for a former church that was for sale. And it was, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty darn good. And we, we could have made it work and there was a little space that we could rent out. It was, it was going to work out for us. But they got two offers, and our offer had contingent in it that it had to be approved by the by the bureaucracy of Grand Lodge. And honestly, our offer was probably a little lower than the other one too, because you know we're masons and we're cheap. But we uh, but they went with the other offer, and I'm I'm in my heart, I believe the part, at least part of that reason was that the lodge just grinds slowly. By the time we had voted on it at a monthly meeting, and then vote on the change of location, and then Grand Lodge approval, and Etc. It was, you know, it'd be months. Um, so anyway, that's my sob story of when masonry takes too long. Uh, do you guys have thoughts on on this problem? Well, you mentioned we're going to discuss this briefly, and I don't think we've done anything briefly on this show. Ever. You know, as soon as it escaped my mouth, I thought to myself <laughs> that that was the wrong thing to say, but I, I I had to keep going at that point. We we take the whip out and beat that animal. Uh, so. Your story is interesting. I, coming from that profession, uh, there there is a cycle and a market, and so I don't know that I would totally blame masonry. I I, I totally I do understand what you're talking about, and that there is a process, and and that's a great lesson for lodges or in temple boards or building owners, whatever in general, to pre-approve to plan for that kind of stuff. That's a whole. I think we've got a show somewhere back somewhere about long-range planning and about um, temple board management and that kind of stuff that we could probably reference. Uh, but that, that would be something good for temple boards and lodges to discuss about what they want to do in the next 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or whatever and plan for those things and set up committees and set up, hey, you, you give authority to members that are that have that knowledge and ability to execute those things. And so, yeah, by, if we do everything by committee, boy, let's create a committee for that. Then it never gets done, right? It's I I, I do. My, my mantra has become that masonry operates in five year cycles or five year uh, timelines. <clears throat> if if you want to get something done, unless you're going to implement it right now, it's something pretty easy just needs to get done. You know, fix this issue that can get done. But if you want to 
change something or implement an idea or set up something new, just assume it's going to take five years. You have to convince the brethren that it's worthwhile and implement the idea. And then it's going to take several, several times, probably several years for guys to realize, well, that's the way we've always done it. But that's the magic word. <laughs> when you've got to that point five to seven years down the road and everybody says, well, they're explaining that process or explaining that idea to somebody else and they go, well, this is the way we do it. And you go, ah, okay, yes. It's usually five to seven years later. And that's a problem, especially, well, no, no. Well, for like lodges up here where they're trying, we're dying off at a hell of a rate because this because of the you know the five to seven years to get anything implemented is you're not by the time it's implemented it's too late for it to help you in any way shape or form i mean i as someone who works dealing with a government body on a regular basis in which i usually refer to my clients as they work at the speed of government i'm used to you know it's it's easy to make a mistake it takes even it takes a long time to fix it so I think with lodges, what we need, you know, especially ones that are on the cusp is we need to break that five-year cycle and start not necessarily looking for the best solution, the one that pleases everyone, but come up the one that's going to resolve the issue that you're facing now, now, instead of the one that's going to resolve the issue that you're facing now, a year and a half down the road. I just want to interject real quick. Our stewardship of the building series was uh, in February of last year. It was episode uh, season two, 22 and 23. And I totally stalled the conversation out by saying that, didn't I? Say, well, wow, that really <laughs> the conversation it all comes to a screeching halt. Well, <laughs> well, you see, the best, the best way to avoid that delay in things is just not to strike a committee. As soon as you strike a committee, now it's going to take forever. Right. But if you have one person go out and gather the information, come back to the lodge, report on it, and um, uh, everybody discusses it, and then we move it forward. You see, that's, that's when, you know, when you really want to push something through, you just have to not have a committee. But everyone needs, but I've always found that it's not the committee that's the problem. It's the fact that everyone wants to have their say and then some before a decision is made. Whoa. And no one, no one's willing to accept good enough in order to get it done. Yeah, there's a fine line definitely to be drawn there between getting crap done and getting people to buy in on it. There's a, I mean, I guess it's all that way in a lot of stuff, but. Well, you, you see, I don't know. Every lodge is different. Our lodge, we don't seem to, you know, take forever to get things done unless it involves one of the other bodies, one of the other lodges, one of the Eastern star, the holding society, then, it, then it'll take forever guaranteed. But in just our lodge, we do some stuff along pretty quick by not having committees. Every time we have a committee, whatever you can guarantee, it's going to be take months before you get a report, right? Cause you know, you got to wait for people to try and get together and coordinate their schedules and everything else. <clears throat> where if we just delegate one guy to get the information, bring it back to the lodge, present it, right? Well, then, then things move a lot quicker. 
because you give him the deadline. Next meeting, bring bring the information we need, right? We talk about it, we vote on it, we do it or we don't, right? Well, and um, I think you've hit you've hit the nail on the head with that one. Is you have to set the deadline. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much that for me. I don't think it's so much the committee. It's the fact that no, like when it's brought up in lodge, if you don't hit that deadline button then there you know it just you can you get people procrastinating or not feeling the urgency of it cue david talking about boards of general purpose <laughs> ironically i just talked with it about our, our officers <laughs> last week we had an officers meeting and i said hey this is what i like to do <laughs> And what they say, how they react. They like the idea. It's just, it's going to take five to seven years to implement, right? So, why? I, I, I well, because that's <laughs> just the speed of masonry. If, I, if, if they liked it, they say, okay, great. We're going to call a board of general purpose meeting for next month and uh, two hours before our uh, regular meeting. Sure. How's that working for you? It works great for us. <laughs> because you've been doing it for, since the beginning since since it, as it's the way we've always done it see it's right the way we've always done it yeah <laughs> it could have been a brand new thing that was implemented the year before you joined or five years before you joined but that's the how you've so the, you know everything relates to expectations too i i i'll use that word i i'm anyway i'm not gonna go down that rabbit trail <clears throat> but expectations is the word in how we in, in everything we do in masonry, right? If from, from the very first time a guy knocks on the door to however his path leads him down the path of masonry, whatever whatever his expectations are is what actually happens. What, what, I've, I've said it many times before. My expectation was when I joined masonry that I was on Saturday mornings, I was going to have to go to some kind of class or go to something. And when it didn't happen, that became my expectation. And now if you say, David, come on Saturday morning to this class, like what? I'm not going to get up on Saturday morning and go to a class. Now, now you know why there was no class on Saturday morning. <laughs> but if that was the expectation, and so to set that, again, it's going to take some time. So first you got to get buy-in from people, and then you got to get them to come, and then you got to get buy-in from higher-ups. And for, and so there is there is a process. And, yes, we talk about speed of government or speed of masonry or whatever, but there is a process to make it happen, to get the word out, to get guys committed to it, to get them used to it. We've been doing social nights at our lodge. It's been about five to seven years. I mean, COVID kind of hit a wrench into it this last last couple of years because we haven't really been able to do it since. We, we've been doing it again since about June. May really is our unofficial first one when we were allowed to do it. But it's been about, ironically, about five years we've been doing this thing. And people, it's so funny. I said, <laughs> I think it was to our officers group, not to pull them out of the, you know, to point them out. But I said, hey, what's happening on the on July, on, on uh, November, what's, you know? And they said, uh, they're trying to figure out what day is that. And then they realized, oh, that's the fourth Thursday. Yeah, oh, it's social night. <laughs> and Ooh. so if, if you were to ask any members of our lodge, if you were to go and ask 20 or 30 members of our lodge, hey, when's our social night? I don't I don't have the 100% confidence that all of them would know it's the fourth Thursday at seven o'clock or six o'clock, whatever. I don't know that. I think I would hope that 25 to 30%, maybe even as much as 50% would know that for sure. But it's still, again, it's been five years and we've, I've been sending messages out on a regular basis every month, inviting guys. And so 
has it become a habit? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. But we're talking about adding a Saturday morning breakfast to this social night or the social events calendar. And I'm a little tired. <laughs> I don't well, know. You know, treating but if the I have hangover, five to seven years to do it. That's a different meeting. <laughs> <laughs> treating that hangover is a total different meeting. Okay. That's the AA, you know, like, but um, <clears throat> one of the things that we did to um, improve the attendance to our BOGPs was we had them on the, we were having them on the Sunday before our Monday meetings, right? So the week, the weekend before kind of thing, but we found that the attendance was not near as good if, uh, as it was, if we held them at like six o'clock on our meet regular meeting night. Um, so it's an hour and a half before our regular meeting. Uh, so more people would come and, and uh, be there earlier uh, it was just easier to get them on the same night than, than uh, to try and get them on another time, especially on a weekend, especially on a Sunday, right? Have we ever talked about, do you all have any kind of festive board or meal or anything before? Your, you don't have a meal before your meetings, do you? Our, ours is after. After. Right? Festive board is, is, it, is after. Is it a full meal? Or is it a full no. meal or is it? No, it's usually sandwiches or uh, or, or something like that. Sometimes... Depends on, on our steward of the day. Uh, we've had full full blown meals. We've had stew and buns. We've had soup and sandwiches. We've had you know um, a, a whole variety of things from our stewards. Right. Um, I've always disliked the after dinner, the after meeting meal because mm. I find eating a full meal at nine thirty at night just you know and I. I have brought up before the idea of having a meal before the meet. I, anything I find at least my experiences, like my, my mother lodge with, with the one I, when I joined back, back in the dark ages, we, we did the Way same thing as what um, Stevens lodge did is be, we used to have our board of general purposes before our regular meeting. So that, you know, it just anything that you decided you could go in and it worked when I moved up here and I started bringing up that idea or the idea of having the festive board, before the meeting, everyone's like, well, I, I can't get home in time after work and get out. And so it's just, it's never going to work. And so, yeah, we, we do ours and we mostly at Headley, ours used to be full meals after, you know, so at nine 30 at night, you're eating well, a lot of food. That's, that's the hard problem I have, hard issue, whatever uh, that having a, having a meal that late at night and God forbid should the meeting actually go 10, 10, 30 or something. I mean, that should be a rare occasion, but it happens. You know, last this last meeting we had balloting and proficiency and uh, elections and past master. I mean, we just had, it was a ton. We had education. It was a ton. It was 10, 10, 30 before we got out of there. And so to think about having a meal that late at night, and for us it's Monday, so Monday night would be pretty tough to get up for work. And some of the guys that have to go, you know, get up at three or four o'clock in the morning and go to work would be really, really tough. But God, I remember closing our festive boards at two and three in the morning on Monday nights. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like there there our our festive boards used to go until one, two in the morning. Um every meeting. On a school night, right. huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
None of us were in school, but no, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, we had to get up and go to work. Most of us. Um, but no, we just, we ended up, we would have such good time going that, you know, we, we'd find, Oh man, we better close it up. It's just like one o'clock in the morning. Right. So then we'd start to close it up and it'd be finally two o'clock by the time we got out of there. Right. But we had very active lodge and they like to stay and, and socialize and enjoy the fellowship. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, when you get back on topic, getting things to, to happen that way. Um, so what, what about take time? What about, we talked about, I guess the degrees in, in that, yeah, maybe, maybe we've already beaten that horse to death, but what, what other things are slow? So there's just general processes. What about code changes? One of the ideas that our current XCOM is talking about is adjusting the requirements for approval for code changes. So for example, our, the, the initial, when you set a resolution, if you want to change the code, change the standard work and the code, especially it's a 90% approval. But then if it fails, the next time, next year, it's only, a, was it 70 or 75%? Do you remember? I think it's 75%. So it, so shouldn't it just be 75% or should it always be 90%? I mean, why is that? So like, hey, I'm going to write this really crappy idea and I know it's going to fail, but then next year it's only going to take 75%. So we're probably going to pass it. So why not just be 75% all the time or why not be 90% all the time? Why is there... <laughs> if it's bad legislation and you can't get it passed, then why why should you be of a reduced threshold to pass it the next time? I yeah. think up here, the logic, as I understood it, was that the whatever you need a two thirds majority the first time, but you get at least half, and then you need only half the second time, fifty percent plus one the second time. Then you at least know that in two grand lodges, more than half the people supported it, and maybe in some bizarre way that's equivalent of one grand lodge where two thirds of the people support it. Oh, up here it's up here it's a simple majority. Mm. Yeah, no, we had a ninety percent vote once to put a comma into the standard ritual. That was that was pretty awesome. Simple majority for everything. It, simple majority. If 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 the grandmaster doesn't just automatically make it so, because there have been well, it depends. On, like I, I said, well, no, but like I think like uh, putting a comma in somewhere, it would just get passed. Like it, it wouldn't even go to a vote. It would just yeah, okay, we'll add a comma. Like I've seen it, I've been to Grand Lodges oh, where resolutions have come up. Careful, <laughs> you're treading on dangerous water. <laughs> I, we're, I we're don't not, know. This, this is not a clerical error. This, the comment was not a clerical error. It was, <laughs> do you pause during the ritual or not? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, you're okay. So you guys are talking about ritual or are you talking about your constitution? Well, because I'm, I'm the, confused with. Like, we've gotten way off topic, but yeah, there's a different threshold. Well, well, no, actually, we haven't because it actually Speed. doesn't make sense. Because for uh, up here, before if there's going to be a change in ritual, it's got to go to the ritual committee, and they review it, and then they bring the resolution up in front of in Grand Lodge to have it changed. At which point, we vote, and a simple majority passes it. So we have what's called a jurisprudence committee that reviews all. Well. <laughs> They review a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's comprised of past grandmasters and an attorney or two, and and so they review a lot. But they certainly review any resolutions that come before the floor, and those include 
what you might call constitution changes or code changes, but also the standard work changes is a higher threshold for us. So code change is a simple major. Uh, if it's, simple, it's not simple majority, it's two thirds. I think, like right. Matt said, and then there are some things that are simple majority, but a standard work change requires a ninety percent approval right. the first time, and then it lowers the second time. And so that t- that comma he was talking about wasn't a simple cr- clerical error. Oh, it's just okay. oh, whoops, we forgot to put the comma in. No, it's it was should you pause? <laughs> is there really a pause in the in the standard work or not? I don't think I've ever actually seen a ritual change come before grand, any of the grand lodges I've been to. Like, but um, I've seen I've seen ritual change come uh, in grand lodge, but that that was for um, uh, some. It was one of their proceedings. It had nothing to do with regular lodge um, uh, stuff. It had to do with the. Uh, opening a grand lodge, if memory serves me correctly, but uh, that was years no. ago. Yeah, like it, it, like our our lodge when we when we want to rewrite our ritual book, we do, and then um, we get everybody to agree to it, and then we send it to grand lodge. This is what we're using, but we're grandfathered. Um, our lodge was nineteen fifty four, I believe. Right. Um, so we just before um, where lodges were forced to use this other ritual. Thank goodness. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yes, it could be. There's, there's right. some, there's a discussion that should be done is should, should rituals be standardized? But well, <laughs> only if you want, only if you want to go with the America, uh, the ancient work, because the funny Canadian work you get up and down too often. It's no wonder they need more knee surgery than anybody else. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's actually one of the things, even like to change your lodges code, if we want to move where we, where we're meeting, we have to, it takes two months to do that. You have to whatever, talk about it at a meeting and then you can't vote on it until the subsequent meeting and, and that sort of stuff. We actually, my lodge just did this a couple of times for whatever reason. And it's, it's a process. And, there's a part of me that says that, you know, that's, there's a fairness contingent there. If you're going to change the time or date of your meeting, you want to make sure that everybody knows before you vote on it, because, you know, whatever, if that's the only night that somebody can make it or something, you, you want, again, it's a, between inclusivity and getting stuff done, right? If you want to talk about people, talk to people to get about getting this done, and then you have to notify everybody uh, so many days ahead of time and everything before the vote, you don't want to move it without them. But on the other hand, Dude, we just want to meet half an hour earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's I, bureaucracy, isn't it? I could see also when people were traveling to lodge meetings by horse, uh, you needed you needed to allow for time. And maybe there were, maybe it was, maybe it was longer before us, but this is the way we've always done it. It's still, you know, it's a month to give somebody an opportunity, a month notice to attend and to to say their piece. It's interesting when you when you do something controversial, like in our case, a few years ago we raised our dues. Whoa, hey brother, haven't seen you in months. It's great to see you. Or haven't seen you in years. It's great to see you. <clears throat> and so, you know, maybe you should have a controversial issue every <laughs> every quarter or every year to to see who's really interested, who's really paying attention. Well, yeah, you know, that would work. It would pay it gets them it, it gets them uh who pay attention to come out. 
especially when you when you put weird things in your notice. Right? Are you putting but, weird know, things in your notice? Well, <laughs> at, at one time, our secretary would um, have a little fun with the poor grammar, he would call it. And it was really a test to see if anybody was paying attention. He'd, uh, he'd purposely um, spell something wrong or use bad grammar uh, just to see if anybody's actually paying attention to what he wrote. But right. once again, we're Canadian. We're too polite to point it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about, I mean, we've talked for 28 minutes now. We've talked about uh, the problems of things taking too long, but other than, so Steve had a solution. Don't do committees have, have a, uh, I know what you call them. Chairman without committees, <laughs> making recommendations to the lodge as a whole. Do you guys, have, are there other thoughts of things that would help stuff to move along? Or maybe we just accept that it takes a while to do things and stop trying to move everything else faster and just accept that Freemasonry works at a certain pace and just be happy with it. I'd like to take a shovel full faster from over here and put that shovel full of faster. Yeah. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there, there's a, if we, if we look at what Freemasonry is and what it's about, I think there is a process involved in from, from the very beginning. And so, depending on what that process is, there needs to be time for change. And yes, I, w I was used to working for myself and being able to just do things on the fly. And so when I joined Masonry, I said, oh, I want to do this and do this and do this and do this. And then I realized I've got to convince a, a whole cadre of guys that this is what we should do or how we should do it. And so you had to kind of slow down. And then it was also great in as you're going through the process, realize, oh, that's a great idea or that's a great addition or a great change to the idea. And so having that input from people was important for ideas and processes. And so I, I think there are, yeah, there's sometimes that we would like to move a little faster, but I think it's okay. I think there's, so it's, it's fun. I always, I tell guys when they come in and they get excited about wanting to do things, want to make changes. And I say, that's great. Just understand it's, it's like the dripping of the water on the stone. It takes a while to, to, make it to make the hole in the stone it takes a while to 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 change things our one of our past grand masters was in the nate was a uh, retired navy a few years ago jim kendall we had him on the phone and he talked about and, and it's been used several more several times since then he used he used the idea that grand lodge and masonry in general was like a battleship and you, you can't just turn a battleship on a dime it you have to you know if you think about if, if you watch any navy movie or any any a water vessel movie like that or submarine here you get the commander he makes the order and then it goes to the next guy goes to the next guy goes to the next guy and it's kind of like how lodge operates right the master says something and then the senior warden says something the junior warden says something and it goes on and on and on and pretty soon it gets to the person where it actually changes the rudder or changes the power or whatever and then the ship starts to move and then they go oh whoops we didn't want to do that well sorry <laughs> it's moving uh and so Again, it's it's we've used that analogy a few times recently. Or I won't name names, but someone in our Grand Lodge uh, group I was talking to, we were talking about how after COVID, there we were concerned that there's going to be some lodges as part of this battle carrier group that are dead in the water. And I said, yeah, there may be a couple that have stopped their engines and didn't know what to do. You know, Grand Lodge has kind of continued. Uh, but I also think there's some lodges that maybe are there's their engines are still running, but they just have drifted off course. 
And so those of us that are still in this carrier group, they're still in this with this formation, we need to get our spotlights out and start flashing at them and say, hey, hey, we're over here, we're over here, and signal them and let them know that there is still continuity happening in Freemasonry and still, and especially in the Grand Lodge, that, hey, we're still operating, we're still functioning, we're still moving forward, there's still opportunity. I just got off the Lodge Leadership Retreat committee meeting today and which is happening in March as a small plug for those that are listening <laughs> and Wenatchee get your registration will be coming out in less than a couple of weeks uh, for Washington anyway and so there's there is still things happening there are still things moving forward it's, it, it is the speed of masonry but it's still opportunity I'll say I don't yeah. oh, sorry go ahead Steve no that's okay oh, but- my impression is, as, as secretary on a lodge level, who's done a fair number of uh, uh, bylaws changes and stuff that requires votes and that sort of thing, it is, man, does it make it easier if you're ready going into it. If you're, to, to extend the ship metaphor, if your ship is, you know, battle ready when you when you go to do the vote on whatever it is or discuss whatever issue it is, and you've you've got your... Well, I'm leaving the ship metaphor already. You've got your ducks in a row and you've got your stuff in one sock, as we used to say. Um, the you poop in a group. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you've got, if you're ready, when you get there, it makes it a lot easier. Things don't, you know, I've, when I was deputy, one of the lodges in my district wanted to do a bylaws change and they missed the deadline for notifying all their members before the vote. So then it took another month for them to, before they could get to the vote because, you know, they called up Grand Lodge and Grand Lodge said, nope, you got to tell people, which is, makes sense to me. But the, if you're going to, if they had had their ducks in a row, that would have saved them a month before they could do what they wanted to do. And there's having an administrative leadership team that is, I don't know what the word is, aware of the issues is on track really helps smooth sailing. We'll get back to ships again. That is really smooth sailing or helps it anyway. So with that, it, or we're going, going past half an hour here. Does anybody have any other issues about the slowness of masonry? Uh, no, it's just a process. Everything's just a yep. process. Yeah. Or process, you know. Yeah. <laughs> As long as it's not depends a depends on which line you're above or below. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, I want to make a quick plug to not to forget to subscribe to our our YouTube channel or, or uh, on your favorite podcast app, whatever it is you use, Apple Podcasts or anything. Um, we want to thank our supporters uh, who are out there and um, send us a good review or or a couple of bucks on the Anchor FM uh, app. It's pretty handy and helps keep us moving forward and getting things done. Helps to, if you will make us move a little faster. (laughs) So uh, with that, on behalf of uh, David and Jared and Steve and myself, thank you all for listening. And we look forward to talking with you again next time on the Working Tools Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.